You are listening to another Always Moto production. The Always Moto Podcast with your host, David Hogan. We talk moto events from around the world. All the injuries, all the training ins and outs, the bikes, parts and gear inspections, the results. We interview your favourite riders. It's the Always Moto Podcast. We occasionally have some coarse language and the odd stuff up along the way. If you don't like it or you don't agree with us, turn it off right now. I'd like to remind you that he is not a doctor. That's right, Moto fans. I'm not a doctor, but I am a physiotherapist, and this is episode 61 of the Always Moto podcast. I'm your host, David Hogan. This week's show is a little bit different. We are just going to be going through the injury overload that was AMA Supercross in 2023, and we've got the stats to back up those crashes and those injuries. So that's what today's show is all about. It's not our usual format, and you'll like this just as much. Bringing the show to us today, as always, it's Slantboard Guy. Don't forget we have that affiliate deal in place. Slantboard Guy has offered a 10% discount for Always Moto Podcast listeners, and those on the YouTube will get the same deal with the same code just in a sec. So if you want your... If you want to get your squats on point in the gym, improve your standing technique on the bike with stronger legs, then this simple piece of equipment is for you. Use the code ALWAYSMOTO in lowercase at checkout to save. Endurance recovery boots. They are also bringing the show today. If you want to maximize your training, you need to be recovered before each and every session. These recovery boots can help you to be your best for your next effort. Use the code ALWAYSMOTO in lowercase as well at checkout to save with endurance recovery boots as well. And don't forget Tech 167 3D Printing. Do you need something really cool for your bike? Maybe you just want a funnel that screws straight into the oil filler cap so it means no mess. These guys have those products for you. A special code that you'll only hear or on this show. Nowhere else you'll find it. Uh, it's always Moto lowercase at checkout and you'll save on your purchases with Tech 167 3D Printing. All right, and as always, we need your show support direct. We have these shirts, the Always Moto T-shirts. They are available for purchase. You just need to email info at alwaysmoto.com, put T-shirt order in the subject line, and we'll be in touch with payment that will be via PayPal and postage and all that sort of regular sort of stuff. They are $25 plus postage and handling, and that is an Australian dollars, people. So you Americans and, and Canadians and all that out there, you're probably doing a lot better on the dollar than us. It's a pretty cheap T-shirt. All right, and the other thing you can do is you can show your support of the show by donation via the PayPal app uh, and link that we have in our bio or in the show notes below. So check that out. It's very much appreciated and helps us get to the races to bring you more and more content. All right, to find all of those supporters, follow the links, like I said, in the show note uh, or in our bio on our social medias, and that'll get you straight there. Enough with this intro talk. Let's get straight into these AMA stats for this injury overload episode. All right, so Supercross 2023, it was injury overload. It was a busy year with injuries. Was it the worst? Mm, We'll find out in a sec. 
Depends on what aspect you look at, but because there's plenty of ways to scale this, whether it was the factory guys, whether it was the privateer guys, we're just looking at this from the overall injury numbers. We haven't split this up in terms of factory and privateer guys. We're just going with how many injuries occurred in the season that we've recorded. Now, as far as I'm aware, nobody else is recording this sort of information. If they are, let's have a chat and we'll converse and, and join things up. But I believe I'm the only one capturing this sort of data. It's not as simple to capture as those guys that win races, lead laps, um, you know, fastest lap times. That stuff is captured by the AMA and you can pull that stuff down. This is done by me watching these races and conversing with the guys that get injured uh, and trying to work out where they got injured on track, asking the right questions with these guys. And obviously injuries are hidden at times, so not all this information is perfectly accurate. But it is my best representation that we can put together of the injuries in our sport, and it's the best you'll get anywhere as far as I'm aware. So let's get straight into this data. In 2023, we had 123 injuries in Supercross alone. Now, we're capturing that data from October 1st, when contracts commence and most guys start back on Supercross training, all the way through to the day after the last Supercross round, which in this case was the uh, 13th of May. So it was the day after is the 14th, uh, which I think that's right. I'm just double checking my, my dates there and my information. But that's where we captured that data from. So 123 injuries in 2023. How many did we have last year, I hear you say? We had 144 and in 2021, we had 91. So we actually had a higher number of injuries in the previous year than we did this year. Let's go back a little bit further. 2012, for just example, I'm plucking that one out of some of the data that I've got here. We had 81. So we're on a similar level as 2021 for 2012. But 2022 and 2023 have been some serious injury lists. And they're the first ones that I've got with over 100 on the list just for that Supercross window. All right. Let's compare. Let's start looking at this and break this down a little bit further. Because what we just listed is the injuries, the number of injuries recorded. But was it more? were the injuries more severe or did they cause more time off than those in 2022 or 2021, et cetera, et cetera? In 2023... The total number of injuries missed from those 123 injuries was the 377 races missed as a total. So every injury that it recorded equated to how many races missed. Some meant missed none, some missed one, some missed 10, some missed 17. We added up those races missed and we end up with 377 races missed from those 123 injuries. That's a hell of a lot. In comparison, in 2022, for that 144 injuries, there was 436 races missed. That's a staggering number. Let's average this out, but let's divide it by the number of races and the number of injuries and come out with an average injuries per round. In 2023, we had an average of 3.1. And in 2022, we had an average of 3.0. So just 0.1 of a difference between the two seasons. But it does tip the hat to being 2023 as being the worst injury year in recent memory. Just. It obviously looks worse in terms of what was happening for the vis visibility of the main races that you think of in the 450 class. It was obviously made visually worse because a lot of those factory guys were out at the end of the season. And that was that of only only five of the top 10 that finished, finished the series that were in that top 10 overall at the end of the series. 
Uh, and But six of those top 10 riders missed races at some point during the season. So our top 10 basically only had four guys that were there all the time. The rest of it were coming and going at some way, shape or form, unfortunately. So we also only had, in because of that, we only had four riders that scored points in all 17 rounds in 2023. That was down from six riders in 2022 and down from eight riders in 2021. This is the lowest and the worst number we've had on the riders making mains uh, and scoring points in it due to injury. Now let's look 450 versus 250. In 450 class alone, we had a total of 51 injuries across that 17 rounds and the preseason. In 250 West, we had 41. In 250 East, we had 30. So the 250 class saw around 59% of the total injuries in 2023. That's horrible considering we've got split classes and reduced uh, rounds in terms of each class. So not a great statistic there for the 250 class at this point. And obviously that's our younger, generally our younger group of riders uh, and they're getting themselves banged up pretty early on in life in careers-wise. So not a good stat. What about the, when the injuries are occurring, as in when in the season? Are they pre-season? Are they during the night program? Are they during the practice and qualifyings? Are they at training? Let's find out. Pre-season, we saw 15% of all injuries occur in pre-season. During the night program, so that includes your heat races, your LCQs, your main events, your triple crown main events, we saw fifth, uh, 39% of all of the injuries occur in that window. Practice and qualifying, <clears throat> only 26%. I say only, but it's you know it's smaller than the, than the night program. And on training days, this is where it's a little bit interesting and people complain about the amount of practice that's being done and whether racing is more dangerous than practice. Training days in 2023 season saw 27% of the total injuries. So by my math, turning up on race day is still way worse than uh, training by a lot. Uh, what's that? We've got, uh, I didn't actually add this one up, but it's, uh, what's that? Fear 40, uh, God, my math is horrible on the spot. 55% of the injuries, um, were from race day. So eh, not very good. No, I think I've got that math wrong. You'll figure it out anyway. Leave a comment. Tell me how bad I am at maths on the top of my head. What about the obstacles that cause the most injuries? And let's shout this one out to our, I can't say mate, I don't even know him, but Gypsy Tails. I've seen him walk past me in the pits at WSX in Melbourne once. Never said a word to the bloke, but he was on Instagram and Twitter last week saying, let's ban dragons back. Well, let's find out if we should or not. Of the 32% of our sports injuries... They came from a rhythm section. So that's a, rhythm, a lane with a combination of doubles and triples. 32% of the injuries happened in that section of track. Dragon's backs only occurred, only accounted for 4% of the injuries. 4% were dragon's backs. But according to Gypsy Tales, we've got to ban them from our sport. Doesn't make any sense. By, by that math, we should be getting rid of the whole track because the rhythm lane was the worst part of it. The whoops claim 22% of the injuries numbers. And interestingly, Berms was actually the next worst section, being 11% of the injuries. So we almost should wipe out Berms and make them all flat corners, which would be difficult for passing and there'd be no more block turns. Well, not in the same manner anyway. But you get the point, right? The, the injuries are scattered all over the track. 
So, and then we go to, so the rest of the track, so your starts, your first corner, your on-offs, your super cross triples, they were all individually less than 5% of the injuries. So they were not really significant sections of tracks that were causing injuries. They did have injuries occur on them, but not like our, our rhythm lane or our whoops or our berms. Now, finally, last bit of inf- injury information. We're going to talk about the types of injuries. And we're going to shout this one out to Pete Fox. He was on after the season on Instagram pointing out about how do we prevent these injuries from occurring in sport. And I suggested to him in the comment section that he was in a position to influence the riding gear and how the riding gear is designed and used and to make it fit better and to be more useful in terms of a crash to prevent injuries, even just things like contusions, bruises, sorry for the lingo there. But you get what I mean, right? Like to prevent this, it was I felt that he was in a position that might be able to influence this. So let's give you that information and shout it out to Pete Fox because he might then utilize this for something else. Of the, what have we got? Um, so what is the most common injuries in 2023? Over 32% of our injuries were fractures. Most notably, collarbones and ribs. They were the two most fractured areas in 2023 Supercross. Next on the list, and this one's the, the, the terrible aspect for our sport, it was concussions. Concussions made up 13% of all injuries occurred, which isn't great. It means that our helmet technology must needs to be a lot better. Um, it means that we have obviously having high enough speeds and crashes that are occurring in a manner where our head is impacting generally as the first contact point. So how do we correct that? Well, we need to make better helmets, hopefully, and potentially have better concussion protocols and because I'm sure there's probably a few of these guys because I talk about it on my general on the show all the time about how these guys are some somewhat avoiding concussion protocol and they're not actually being identified as on concussion protocol which is something a bit of a pet peeve of mine but anyway 13% were concussions less than 4% were ACLs this season we, we had a good number or a good run this year with ACLs, but that can always change. We've got motocross coming up here real soon. And a bit over 12% were ligament damage and most notably the AC joint. So that is where the uh, collarbone meets your shoulder blade. It's the point out here. Lots of people have had this one done who are moto riders. If you fall over and land on the point of your shoulder, it pushes down, the collarbone lifts up. You end up with a bit of a step there, um, but that is a ligament damage and it was our most notable ligament damage this season. Okay, now, so with that col- with that collarbone bit there too, you usually usually either do one or the other, and that's why we have collarbone fractures as our highest fracture, and the AC joint as our commonly um, torn ligament is because you either do one or the other. Sometimes you do both, but usually do one or the other. You land on that shoulder point with an arm outstretched, um, can break that collarbone or bust that um, AC joint ligament. So. They're the two things. And that's something that I find that nobody is protecting at the moment. They've gone to chest protectors that just do chest front and back with nothing covering this region here. And that's something that might be useful in the future as well to look at from a gear manufacturer point of view. So there you have it. Supercross is dangerous, guys and girls. As, all, as I always say, hashtag injuries are a part of moto. I would love it to be not part of moto. But unfortunately, you can walk out on the side street and trip over a crack in the ground and break an ankle or a wrist or a collarbone or get a concussion. You don't have to be on a motorbike. You can get an injury anywhere, anytime. It just seems at the moment that our sport is quite dangerous 
And there should be some stuff that needs to be looked at, maybe from this data, maybe from some other data, to try and make our sport safer and have more of our guys stay on track for longer. We're obviously never going to eliminate injuries completely, but maybe we can get a few less occurring from just some simple tweaks to riding gear, concussion protocols, other safety initiatives, track changes, track designs. Um, there's potentially a few things that can be done there. So hopefully someone out there from the AMA or gear company hears this and can start to implement those things uh, and make a shift to improve our sport and keep our riders on track for longer so that the fans get more enjoyment out of our sport. All right, that's it, guys and girls. Thanks for listening to this AMA Injury Overload podcast where we went through the injury stats. Remember, you've got to be smooth to be fast because if you're not, I'll probably be seeing you deep in the emergency department, maybe even the clinic having strapping tape thrown wherever it will stick.